Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, um, welcome to Ebony Emperor Shows, and of course this is Ebony Emperor. I hope you can all hear me out there clearly. Um, tonight we're having a conversation with Hilton Samuels, and we haven't been on for a few weeks, been really busy, <laughs> but I wanted to come back and have a chat tonight because Hilton had has a topic which he wanted to share with me. It's actually part of a series of conversations that he's going to be putting out there over the next few weeks and he just wondered if I would like to share a conversation because I don't have a problem with sharing a conversation if it's an interesting topic. And of course the topic tonight is is a good one. I actually do like it because um, it 
about men and how to, how to be found by the man God wants you for you if you're a woman. And I was a bit like, mm, the man God wants for you. Okay. I guess there's a few women out there that are like, really, <laughs> like, really, really, really. Um, is there a man out there? And I, I don't, wouldn't be one to be cynical about anything to do with God and what God has in store for you. But I guess you've been single for a while. You're probably thinking, um, is that possible now? And if that is the case, like, how do I go about, you know, being found, not actually, you know, um, looking actively myself, which we've been talking about over the past, few weeks because you know we've been talking about uh you know conscious dating we have been talking about fantasy dating and and that's been all about kind of proactively going out and looking for someone to share your life so how does it work if you know if you are actually not waiting to be found um you're not looking for the person but you're waiting to be found What's the difference between waiting to be found and actually out there looking for yourself? Uh, okay, so that's what he wants to talk to us about. And I, I'm ready to listen. I, I'm really open to a conversation. Okay, so it looks like I'm breaking up a bit and going in and out. And I'm not sure why that is, but that could be because I'm actually connected directly to Blog Talk tonight. So, uh, living the delicious life, you might want to send me a message if it's any clearer or any better. Is that any better right now? I'm trying to see if I can manage my mic in a way that makes it sound like uh, you can hear me consistently. But just trying to see if I can get better. So, living the delicious life, if you can hear me, just tell me if it is a bit clearer now and still doing it. Okay. All right. <laughs> it looks like I'm going to have to call back in um, to my own studio. So I'm off for one week and what happens? Oh, well, it's one week. All right. So I'm going to put myself on mute. I'm going to play a song and I'm going to try and call my studio back in. Okay. Hang in there, guys. Are you ready?
Okay, welcome back. This is Ebony Empress. I hope you can hear me a little bit better. Um, I know that I've got Hilton with me, so let me see if I can bring Hilton in. Okay, let's see if we can find Hilton. Hi, Hilton, are you there? I am right here, waiting and waiting. (laughs) Okay. Well, I I had a little bit of an issue with sound, so um, okay. Now I'm trying to just find out if it's still the case. <laughs> um, so if you're listening out there, just give me an indication if I'm coming through loud and clear or if it's still bitty, but um, hopefully it's not. I see nothing that says it is yet, so I think we should be fine. So Hilton, I, I did put a little write-up up, and, and I tried to kind of intro you before you came in. I was trying to tell people that, you know, in the past, the last couple of weeks or the last month, um, I have to say last month because we haven't been on for a couple of weeks, but um, when we were last on, we were talking about conscious dating on this network. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation yeah. that I was having um, with Vicky, who was involved, and also Amy Leddingham, and she does conscious dating. And we had a conversation about conscious dating, which is really about you working out whether you are ready to go out there and date and looking at some of the skills that you need to kind of prepare you to find that person. And I think the reverse tonight is, tonight, you know, what you're talking about is really a different kind of um, way of going forward to looking for somebody. So you're not really Mm -hmm. looking. What you're saying is wait to be found. And I think that's different to the kind of the path we've been on. The path we've been on is like kind of being a bit proactive in finding that person. And I know that we did fantasy dating as well a few weeks ago where, you know, Vicky and I have been playing around with, uh, you know, looking at dates. We've been going on dates. We've been um, competing to see how many calls we get and all that kind of stuff. We've been having a bit of fun with it, Hilton. But okay. now you're saying like, wait to be found, like, what the hell, who does that? Who who does that, waiting to be found stuff? Like, how oh. to be found by the man God wants for you? I'm, I'm a little bit like, ah, to be found? Do we do that? Or why can't we just go out and look anyway? What's the difference? Come on, uh, let me know. What is the difference? Well, I tell you what, uh, first of all, let's just um, kind of break down the topic, how to be found by the man God wants for you. And it presupposes, and, you know, when people hear how to be found, they actually interpret it the exact way that you uh, 
um, has in, you have interpreted it, meaning that, oh, you know, should we just sit down and do nothing and simply wait and uh, relax and, um, you know, um, you know, just pray and then one day God will. And it sometimes does happen that way. Don't get me wrong. Um, and, but the concept, first of all, let's just defragment or, you know, break down the concept to be found. Remember when we were children and we used to play hide and seek? Mm. Um, the idea was that someone will find you. And in order for them to find you, they must know that you are some, you exist. And there is a possibility of finding you. Now, if nobody knows that you exist, then there is no chance on the heavens that you will be found. Right. So the first principle I want to establish is that men must be aware that you exist. Jesus tells a story, I think in Matthew 13, of uh, he would tell him a parable about heaven, and he says that the, the heaven is like a field where a man found a treasure. And when he found the treasure... He went and sold all that he had and bought the field. Now, there are a couple of things about that field. I'm not going to be a preacher or a theologian by any stretch of the imagination. If, there, if the treasure existed in the field and the man didn't know that it was there, then the treasure would be worthless. Would you agree? Yes, I agree. Yeah? I agree. I mean, yeah. unless you know that there is treasure there, you're not going to sell all that you have and go and buy a field, you know, on a, on, on a whim. So there are two things that I really, really want to establish before we start, is that A, men must know that you exist, and B, they must know that you are a treasure and that you have high value, and they would do all they can to find you, to search for you, to dig you out, and to marry you in our case, okay? Now, it begs the question, it begs the question, how do you make people aware that you exist? And secondly, how do you give the concept or the impression that you are a treasure of high value? You are a high-value person. Now, the Bible has answers to all of these. <laughs> the Bible, the Bible <laughs> interestingly enough, um, you could dig in the Bible and get the principles. And I'm going to share with you um, some of these principles that I, I believe. Now, I have a couple of questions that I want to ask. And the first question is like a little quiz. Are you ready for a little quiz? No, okay. Go, yeah, go ahead. A, a little quiz. And if anybody's, you people out there in Radio Land and you want to chime in and, and dig in, you could put your answers in the chat room uh, or you can call in and, and, and give us your answer. The first question is um, Do you believe, do you believe, true or false, that God has someone for you, specifically? Just this one person, just this one person out there that God has for you, and ultimately and eventually 
he will navigate that person to you, whether the person is in Timbuktu or on the other side of the world. He's going to bring that person for you. And if you don't meet that person, that's it. You're not going to get anybody else. God has this one specific individual for you. True or false? Ooh. Ooh. Okay, well, I'm going to say yes. He, he may have. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you think that there is one, this one individual out there in the universe that God specifically has for you. All right, that's no problem. Let's see. <laughs> we I have a couple more questions that we'll build on. Um, should relationships happen naturally, without effort, on your part? Or, as you were indicated, should we play some kind of active role in making them happen? Mm. Well, I, I've always kind of thought that the active role makes more sense. Like, being active kind of gives you a chance to, um, you know, to kind of get what you're looking for because you're you're involved, you're engaged with it, the process, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. So to me, there's more chance that it's going to work than if you're kind of sitting back, um, you know, and passive in your role, you know, when you're actually, when you actually want something. If you're being sort of passively just sitting around and, well, okay, it's going to happen, come on, make it happen for me. It's like, where's the energy that's going to drive that to an outcome that works for you? So I, I feel like you should be in there going, right, okay, I am ready for it, and you should be doing whatever it takes on your part. And whatever that takes, and I guess if we're talking about God, if that mm-hmm. requires prayer, if that requires active engagement with God, i.e. having a conversation going, God, these are my needs, this is what I want, this is what I'm looking for, then I would see that as something that God would probably say, yeah, because he doesn't necessarily want us to just be completely, uh, you know, passive in the process. I would think that he would want us, I could be wrong, I would think that he would want us to be actively engaged. Okay. Okay. So you, you, you say there are two schools of thought. There are, okay. what, the, there are the people I call the wait and see the romantic salvation of God. Um, mm-hmm. In other words, they pray and they leave it all to God to provide and direct and eventually bring their spouses into their life. That's, those are the wait and see. And then there is another group of people I call the... ASK party. The A oh, wow. K party. They are the ask, seek, and knock. They ask, and it mm-hmm. will be given. They seek, and they think okay. they would find. And they knock, and they think that the door, the door will be opened to them. Now, to be honest, there is no black and white. There's no black and white. And I have, I, have, I have news for you. I have good news for you. I think, you know, if we scan through the Bible or dig through the Bible or scroll through the Bible 
and read all the stories involving, um, you know, people who got married, um, you know, from the beginning of time right down through the New Testament, you would find something, you, you would be startled to recognize that the Bible, the Bible doesn't really pay very much emphasis on how people get together. The Bible is riddled with guidance on how you relate once you get together and not necessarily how you got together. And I'm going to share, mm. you know, I'm going to share something almost amazing that I've found. That there is only one couple in the Bible that got that, that got directly matched together. Only one couple okay. in the Bible God directly matched me. Um, you know, it was a match made in heaven, if you would want to use that term. And guess who that was? Adam and Eve. I'm not sure. Adam and Eve. Okay. Adam and Eve. They were the only okay. two people in the Bible that God came down and directly said, well, you are for him and he is for you. The other okay. people, the other people were found and they were matched, but it involved a lot of effort on their part too. So it was a collaboration okay. between divine and human. Divine and human collaboration created the re- most of, if not all, the other relationships in the Bible. And I'm going to speak a little bit more about that um, uh, later. So let's get back to the being found bit. How to be found by the man God wants for you, by the husband, by the spouse that God wants for you. And I want to establish a point here. Remember we initially said, if you are to be found, must, men must be aware that you exist. So my first right. point is, you've got to show up. Mm-hmm. You've, got to, you've got to show up. And I'm going to give you, there are about eight different ways we could show up. But tonight I want to focus on three of them. Um, you know, if you want more, I have a, a a course coming out, and you can contact me, and, I, you know, it would be riddled with ideas of how you can go about showing up. Okay. Let me use, let me use um, some Bible stories. We're talking about the Bible and how to be found. The first one is that you need to be up and about. <laughs> you can't sit in okay. your house. Um, in your bedroom and expect someone to literally come and knock the door and say, I'm looking for you. It doesn't matter how wonderful you are, how beautiful you are, how great a Christian you are, how much you pray. It, it, the chances of someone just coming to your house or, you know, it, it's remote. So you need yeah. to be up and about. There are two stories that come to mind. The first one is that of Rebecca. Rebecca was going about her normal way, her everyday life, going to the well, getting water, and going back home. She was up and about, and she was found okay. by the servant of Abraham. The other person that comes quickly to mind was, um, or is, Ruth. Remember Ruth? Ruth and Naomi. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ruth, Ruth's husband died. She went back with Naomi to the land where Naomi is from, and then she went out gleaning in the fields. 
And when she went out in Boaz's field, lo and behold, Boaz's eyes picked her up and began, and he began to inquire about her. And the rest is history. So we need to be up and about. You need to visit the wells. You need to visit the, way, the, the, the fields. And I know what you're going to ask me. Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to ask me. You, you, know, you know I'm going to go like, I'm, I'm Hilton, you know I'm going to go off now. I'm going to go like, yes. come on, come on. Okay, how many wells do you need to go to to find this person? Because, okay, there are women that I meet all the time, women in church, who have been waiting. I think their wells have dried up in the time they have been waiting, okay, uh-huh. for for a partner. And, and oh, I've met, I just recently met some women um, uh-huh. in the same position who have been faithfully looking and waiting, and it's not happening. I guess it depends when you're, of what age you're looking as well and how you're looking, but let's factor in some things here. One, the world is changed, has changed in a big way. That's true. In yeah. that, you know, people are not, you know, guys, because you're talking about women find, being found. Mm-hmm. Guys are not looking in the way that they were for women. And, or maybe I'm wrong, correct me, but this is what I hear from ladies out there, that when you're seeking now, you know, it's like, who can be found? Not even like, you know, it's a hard world out there. And I wonder if this this concept you have really focuses on the reality of a lot of people's experience, that they feel like they're not inactive. Uh, and I'm going to stop in a minute, Hilton, but give me a chance. They 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 feel like they're not inactive. They feel like they are doing everything that they could possibly do. My question is, where can they be going wrong? Or is there something wrong with the concept? Is there something wrong? No, there's nothing wrong with the concept. And there will always be people who have had bad experiences, who are not, um, who feel that they're not, they have been doing everything. I can't really speak specifically to the cases that you're talking about unless I know the inside story. Um, however, right. the, the flip side of what you're saying can also, the truth could be told that as we speak now, men are finding women. Men are marrying, are courting women. Men are marrying women. Women are being found every day, every minute of the day. Um, you know, obviously there are people who are not being found, but the, you, we need to balance the story because, you know, what you're saying, you seem to be saying that, that by virtue of these examples that you know, that no woman is being found, no Christian woman is being found. No, you, yeah. you, you seem to yeah. be giving the impression that there is a... There is the wells have dried up. There, the men are no longer yeah. um, finding Christian women. But I am saying no. That is that is the balance. We need to balance it. The balance is there are Christian women who are getting married this week, next week, next month, next year. There are Christian women who are being proposed to, who are being um, courted. As we speak, who there are Christian women who 
men are looking for. And let me tell you this. There are men that I know who are saying that they can, for one reason or the other, they can't find any good Christian woman. So the point oh, is, I don't yeah. believe them. Yes. I don't believe I, them, I, Lord. I, I really yes. don't believe okay. them. Hold on, hold on. Come hold on. on. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> the, I am saying there are several things that, that, that needs to happen. A, the women need to show up, and one, and B, they need in some way, shape, or form to indicate that they are um, high value. They are high value oh. women. And I am oh. telling you, when these Two oh. things happen in a way that I'm going to show. Then these women will be able to attract men. Okay, no. so I I yeah. want you to stop there. Stop there. Stop mm. there. Okay, what is a high value woman? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that there are a lot of women in church that I think are very sincere in their Christian journey and um you know and i met a group of women just last friday uh you know i and they weren't all single but some of them were and um a, a lot of them very sincere very hard-working women very dedicated to their christian faith and very much doing it on a daily basis very committed and i just wonder those women are still single i wonder where are these men you're talking about? Because is it the case, I, I think it's so different for men anyway, I think depending on the age of women as well, I think it, it, you know, men have their pick of the bunch, as it were. They can come into church when they're ready, and you know men are not that. There's always a low number of men in church anyway. You have to go scouring across the churches to find the men. I'm talking about available men now, not not the men that already been taken. Okay, um, so when you do find them, um, I'd say that they have the pick of the bunch. They can look around, and there are so many women in church um, that you know a lot of these women get overlooked again and again, um, whilst the guys who are there wait for uh, this special type of woman, you know, this this special category woman. When when the women in front of who are there all the time, there's nothing wrong with them. They're, they're good quality women. Um, and uh, what are we saying that they should be? Is it something special that they haven't even yet thought of themselves? Or what is this special type of woman that these guys are looking for? Because I, I don't think it's even a church thing. I think it's also out there. Most men have that same concept. I just want to understand what it is. I can send a memo out to women. What is it that we need to be? (laughs) All right. It is true that um, there are certain um, things that attract a man. Whether or not he's a Christian, there are certain fundamental um, things that attract a man to a woman. And in the secular world, there's a great emphasis on beauty and age and fertility and all of that. However, below that, below the what attract a man's eyes, um, there are also things that attract 
what we, that he needs attract him genetically and fundamentally. And one of the things I am going to highlight here, even through scripture, is that um, even though a woman is a Christian, even though a woman is a devout Christian and follow the principles of God, that does not necessitate an easily um, and effectively just simply translate into the fact that um, she's going to be a good wife. Do you understand where I'm coming from? There are mm-hmm. factors. There are factors. There are many Christian families that are being torn apart now, even though they are devout. Um, although, the truth be told, if you really follow the principles of scriptures, you should be able to resolve all your marital conflicts and, and, and have a happy relationship. Are we clear? Uh, yeah, uh, but the question, the question you ask is, what is it that these men are looking for? What is it that these men are looking for? And why is it that there is such a high number of single women in the churches? Okay. And I want to speak directly to that. The, f- okay. the first thing is, um, I want to suggest that Whenever you look, even though a man is a Christian, he still has certain personal preferences. And I think that um, when he's looking in the in the in the churches, that the women that stand out to him would be the women who have a very high moral principles. One, secondly, obviously they must they would have high Christian um, values. Secondly, they would be the women who appeal to him in a masculine way. So not only from a moralistic point of view, but appeals to his masculine, uh, quote-unquote, appetite. And I'm not necessarily talking about physical here. We are talking about uh, women who demonstrate um, principles of um, kindness, being nice, being um, moder- uh, what I would call modest. If you look in First mm-hmm. Corinthians 13, there is a whole list of principles that would that most men would be looking for. And take it or leave it. Sometimes even Christians fail to display these qualities. Or they may still be in the in 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 the growth of um, embodying these qualities, and I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to go one step further, and it's a principle that is found in the scriptures. And um, we, we, I'm actually jumping ahead of my presentation. Uh, if we look at the story of Rebecca, remember the story of Rebecca found in Genesis chapter 24. The servant of Abraham went to find a wife for Isaac, and he positioned himself by the well, and he prayed a certain prayer. He asked God to reveal to him who would be the wife for Isaac, and these are the qualities of the test or the criterion that he he suggested. He said, well, 
whoever comes to this well, whichever young lady who comes to this well and asks her for a drink of water and she gives me, and she goes one step further and water my camels, let that be the person. Let that be the woman who would be Isaac's wife. Now, on the surface, there is something that you could easily miss here. And what is that? That he indicated he wants helpfulness and kindness to be a criterion upon which he could judge whether or not that person would be a good match for his um, boss's son. And I am saying here that that principle rings true today. We are looking for and we want people who are genuinely kind, um, tender-hearted, and loving to us. Now, you would say, generally speaking, oh, all Christian women have those, those principles. But I have not found that always to be the case. And I think okay. that one of those, that, that specific criteria, if cultivated, would be a very attractive feature for a lot of men. And I'm going to give you an example. Now, I'm a Christian, and I've been in the church, and you won't believe um, if I tell you that the, that is the one quality. You know, there are other qualities I love in my wife. That is the one quality that made me decide that I'm going to marry this young lady. When we were going out, I'm giving you a story here. I mean, you know, we were seeing each other. <laughs> um, okay. I remember, I, remember um, I had to travel to America. And at the same time, I was renting out one of the rooms in my house. And somebody indicated that they wanted to rent it. But, you know, the date that I had to travel was fast, was drawing, you know, nigh. And I, you know, I had to leave. But I still wanted this person to <laughs> to rent the room, so I asked my my girlfriend at that time if she could, uh, you know, meet the person, show him the room, and you know, organize things for me. And you know what she did? She went the day before. She cleaned the house. She cleaned the bathroom. She scrubbed out the place. The next day, she met the person, showed the room, and and just just handled the whole situation in such a wonderful way. And on top of that, I used to, at that point in time, have um, an allotment. That's a little garden. And, I, you know, she knew I had the allotment. And she went up there dutifully every afternoon after she came home and watered the plants for me. When I came back, I didn't ask her to do that. When I came back and found out what she did, I was blown away, and I knew this is the woman. This is the woman that I I can't let her go. <laughs> I can't let her go. Not that I Aww. wouldn't have gotten married to her. You know, eventually I probably would have. But that kind of um, catalyzed my decision yeah. that this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the ways of being found is just showing genuine kindness and interest in men. And that is what the servant of Abraham did. To go further, 
Paul was not Paul, Peter, I think, in is it first Peter three, he was telling the women, Look, you know one of the things if you're married to um a person that is and that's not a Christian, one of the ways to win that person is not necessarily through your clothes and your hair and, you know, your apparel and your makeup, but by simply using your good works. Now, mm-hmm. I am suggesting, I am suggesting here that that quality is a quality that would not only win the heart of the men who are already married, but would win many a heart of men who um, are looking for a woman to marry. I would Mm -hmm. go further as we are talking about this, as we are talking about this. How do you show up? How do you show up? I will suggest to you, I would suggest to many people that even though Rebecca and Ruth physically showed up, by going to the well and by being in the field, there is something that happened when Boaz saw Ruth in the field. One of the first things he did was not to approach her directly, but to turn to his head, his, his you know, the, the boss, the CEO, whoever was running the field at that point in time, and asked, well, who is that? Who is that lady there? Who is that young woman there? Um, and mm-hmm. he asked about her. And the man was able to give him information about Ruth, even without without Ruth realizing that she is being investigated. In other words, I'm making a significant point. Ruth's reputation went before her. And I am saying this, both, both men and women, our reputation would... People will talk about you, and your reputation will go before you and attract or detract from you, from, from you. Men will hear about you and want to know who you are and want to meet you and want to find you and want to discover you simply by you having a good reputation. And by mm. reputation, I am simply coming back to simple things of being kind, being kind to people who can't repay you with the with yeah. kindness, being kind to people who are, you know, a simple thing of the way you treat. Let's say you're not interested in this particular guy, and he comes and he approaches you. The way you treat him, the way you respond to him, other people are looking on other people are forming informed impressions about how you treat him will reflect in some way, shape, or form how you will treat others and how you will treat me. And other women are looking on, too. <laughs> and mm-hmm. other women will talk about you behind your back. And other mm. women will talk about you to men who are their friends. And men may be asking, you know, because one of the first things a a man does is to ask people about someone he's interested in. And if if you don't have a good reputation, and if you were not that person 
that uh, who's kind, who is helpful, who goes the extra mile, I tell you, um, your reputation will be ruined or will ruin your chances of being found. So I, yeah. I'm saying a lot of things here. I'm saying a lot of things here. Mm-hmm. Even though you're telling me there are lots of Christian women who are single, um, the, the, the variables, these little nuances may mm-hmm. determine, you, you're saying that they probably have done all that they could have done or probably all that they know to do. But these little small, um, I, I, I can't find a, I can't think of a word, but the, these dynamics could determine whether or not you are found. And whether oh, or wow. not, you know, uh, and, and these are the things, how to be found by the man that God has for you in many ways determine, is determined by how you are before the man finds you. Right. So so I'm going to take it, and I've really listened to what you said, and something I heard in what you said was about how people perceive you and the message that you're putting out um, in your spirit, in your conversations, in your relationships with friends is a message that will go to other people uh, will go to someone who potentially may be interested in you. Um, is that what you're saying? Um, is that what yes. I heard? Yes, right. you heard okay. that correctly, and, and I want to capitalize on that. Now, how right. to be found? You know, we initially spoke about whether or not you should be actively looking or passively sitting by and just praying. I want yeah. to say that if, when we look through the Bible, when I look through the Bible, Um, there is a certain principle in terms of women getting married. The women who got married in the Bible got married through a process of kind of like an arranged marriage, right? Um, Right. Their their family was involved. I know that this might be a big thing in our Western culture, but I want to say here, um, and I'm going to move up to how to be found don't do it alone. In our Western culture, we have the concept of, it's almost a very individualistic concept that we want to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. Um, And, you know, many people want to find love themselves. They don't want anybody to be involved, and they resist even their parents, you know, poking their noses into their romantic affairs. Um, That is not um, the scriptural approach. The scriptural approach, particularly when you're looking for someone who you're going to make a lifetime commitment to, you need to ask for help. (laughs) That sounds almost like you're going to be desperate. That is not necessarily true. No, no. I actually actually agree with you, Hilton. I actually uh, agree that... um, you know, you should get help from other people. I actually agree. Um, It's scriptural. I'll give you an example. Yeah, scriptural, but I'll give you an example. Um, In, uh, when were we? Where are we now? We're now in December. So Mm. last year, it was my sister's birthday. And my sister, my sister's birthday. And 
at her birthday, um, she invited me to go along to check out a restaurant that she was going to be using potentially for her birthday party. And it's a significant birthday, so we wanted to make sure the venue was good, the food was good, so we went to go and test it out before everybody, you know, turned up for the big event. And so we all, we uh, a few of us, just a few handful of us, and um, a young man that she had known for many years, well, she had dated his brother in the past, and he he came along and we just all ate at this restaurant. And he was sitting next to me, and we were chatting, and when we finished, I thought, hmm, he would make a really good, uh, you know, partner for my daughter. Right? <laughs> I like this. I like the sound uh, of this. Yeah. I was like, hey, he would make a great, great partner. He had great values. He was clearly single. I asked him about, you know, the women he'd dated in the past and his experience and why he was single right now. And I liked everything he said. I thought, hmm, this is really good. And Whoa. I thought about his age, and I thought, he's going to be really great. He would be great for my daughter. And this was a year ago, and um, I I thought about how we would introduce them. But I spoke to my sister, and I said, right, I think he'd be a great partner for my daughter. How do we <laughs> like get it. them together? I like the sound of this. Right? How do we get them together? And it's a true story. And... um my do- my sister said, okay, when it comes to the party, maybe we put them together. I said, yeah, we put them together. They need to sit together, and then we'll see if a spark is set off between them because I know they have such similar interests. He's very much like my daughter. She's very geeky. She's very into computers and stuff, She, you know, she, and she's a very hard worker. So I thought, you know what, they will somehow start to talk and realize they have things in common, okay? So they, we sat them together, and then we just observed. And uh, <laughs> halfway through dinner, my daughter came over and she said, you set me up, right? She said, you set me up. You put me next to that person on purpose. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, do you like him? Oh, no, he's not my type. That's not somebody <laughs> I would go out with. I said, Okay. So you don't have to date him then. We're just, well, I'm just asking, do you like him? No, no, no. He's so not my type. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, and, and at the time, um, uh, Vicky, who uh, people may know, listens to the show, she actually had invited us to the party as well. And she said to my daughter, really, so he's not the, the type of guys you normally date, right? Yeah. So what kind of guy are you looking for? Are <laughs> you looking for these guys that are useless and whatever? <laughs> and is, are you sure you're not just overlooking someone because, you know, he looks like a good guy, right? And she just laughed and went, and went off to sit down and went, huh, like, you lot, get involved in my business. And um, <laughs> when the party finished, I said to her, are you coming home with us? Are we getting a lift together? She went, no, no, I, I'm going with, this guy and his brother were going out somewhere. I was like, huh? Excuse me? Oh, I thought whoa, you what? said. I thought you said you weren't interested. She said, oh, 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 um, we're just going to talk. Anyway, we're going to talk. And then the next day she called me and she said, oh, you know what? We're going to start dating. Yeah, wow. in this guy. 
And this was last December. They've been together a year now. Whoa, 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 whoa. This, this emphasizes what I'm, I'm talking about, is that right. um, when you do it alone, it's a lot of work, and it's hard work. Yeah. Um, when you have other eyes looking for you and looking out for you, it makes it easier. In the case of Isaac, um, Abraham and his servant scouted out someone for him. Um, In the case Mm -hmm. of um, Ruth and Naomi, um, Naomi mentored Ruth into finding um, a wonderful man like Boaz. Um, If Naomi didn't get involved, I don't think it might have happened, you know and told Mm. Naomi exactly what to do. So we need help. We need help. In order to find the man that God wants for you, there is nothing wrong in getting help. And and here 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 are two ways. You've just heard a wonderful story of someone who literally got help from the parent. (laughs) Um, Mm. But there there is nothing wrong in saying to your friend or family, your father, your mom, your sister, someone who you, or even someone in church, you know, if you were to recommend someone for me, who might that be and why? Who might that be? Um, And it doesn't mean that you have to rush off and marry the person. Nobody's saying that. It's just that there may be people that these people know. They know you. They know who you are. You knew your daughter. You were Mm -hmm. intimately aware of the type of person that she is. And now you're seeing someone objectively who makes a great match for her. Now, on her own, she may not have found that guy. On her own, she might have dismissed him as she initially did until, you know, somebody, you know, sort of said, well, you're sure Um, you're not just dismissing this person um, whimsically, you might be missing a great opportunity. That made her have a second think and a look, um, and consolidated things that she might have been over, she might have been overlooking. So, ask for help. Ask for help. And uh, there is another way you can get help from from people. I also suggest to people, <clears throat> look, if you have people who are on a similar journey to you, um, maybe other single friends or other single sisters in the church, why not form what I call a, a prayer group, or maybe even, uh, I hate to call it this because it sounds so secular, a romantic mastermind prayer group. <laughs> now, in the church, we pray for a lot of things. We pray for people to get sick. We pray for God to improve finances. We pray for God to remove obstacles in people's lives. We fast and pray um, for lots of things. But not very often I hear people praying or coming together to pray for a husband (laughs) or a wife. (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) You know, God, just as... as, um, powerful in answering prayers, such prayers as he is in answering the prayer for the sick or prayer for money or prayer for um, economic or job advancement. Isn't he just as powerful? I say if there are two or three of you single ladies in the church, form a prayer group and pray specifically that God would raise up um, 
suitable and godly men in your lives. Guess what? God, I have, when, when I'm coming through the scriptures and reading the scriptures, there are about three to five ways God um, brings spouses or husbands or wives into other people's lives. One, he brings the person from one location to another. For example, um, Jacob, through a series of circumstances, had to leave his, um, his family and go to his uncle Laban, I think. Moses had to run away, and it was when they relocated that they found their wives. Um, mm. You know, Ruth had to so relocate. And we, are you suggesting we relocate to find a partner? I'm going to, do, I'm going to give you a little bit more suggestions with regard to that. I am suggesting okay. that if where you are currently, um, you're not being found, you may want to go to some place where you can be found. If it's not oh, working right. currently okay. in your, lo- your, your location and local or local locality, you need to go somewhere where you can be found. Um, and how do you do that? Now, I am not necessarily saying, uh, I've lost track of the point I was making, but I would go on to this other point mm-hmm. that is fresh in my mind. I am not saying that you necessarily just church hop for church hopping sake. Here is how you can do it. Um, sit down and draft up things that are of interest to you. It could be hobbies. It could be, you know, things that you want to do in terms of developing your spirituality. It could be things that you used to do that you you don't you no longer do. Like, you know, maybe when you were young, you were part of a volleyball, a basketball, you used to play netball, you no longer do that. Or things that you would like to do that you have never done. Make a list of all of these. And it could be career advancement. And then determine that you're going to t- pick one of them and determine that you are going to join a group, or if there, is, there isn't a group for you to join, you're going to create a group and start doing something that, you, that is of interest to you. But that you would, you know, it would form the basis of meeting new people. So you expand your base of friendship based on your interest. Now, there are two possibilities here. That may take you into new locations, new interests, and new people. Now, the people mm-hmm. that you meet may be potentially spouses or partners, but more than that, those people, even if they are other women or maybe younger, older, or whatever the case may be, these people have also have a network of people on their, of their own. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, the new people that you meet, maybe, maybe you are in a choir, or maybe you love to sing, so you join a choir, or even if you're currently in a choir, join a new choir. <laughs> These people that you meet would have, they have brothers, uncles, um, friends, male friends of their own that you will have easy access to. Does that make sense? In, yeah. in the secular world, they call it the power, is it the power of six? Mm-hmm. Meaning that the person that you are looking for or that is to find you is six persons removed 
from you. Okay. Yeah? Good point. So, yeah? Uh, yeah. And because it is something that you love doing, it it's no skin off your nose if you decide that you're going to join a Bible study with someone or some new group. You, you're, you're naturally interested in it. So you're meeting other people who are also interested, who also have similar interests. So, you know, that is a very, very easy and non-threatening way of you meeting new people and ultimately expanding and increasing the probability and possibility of you being found. Okay. I I wanted, Hilton, for you to talk about, because we've got about 27 minutes left. just want to say if anybody's listening out there and you want to join the conversation, the number to call in is 347-945-7556. If you want to join us and ask a question, or comment now would be the time to do that. We've got about 26 minutes left of live airtime. We're not going into overtime tonight, but we definitely would love to hear from you. If you've got a comment or a question, it'd be great to hear. Um, If you're on my switchboard and I could already see some of you, uh, do you want to press 1 if you want to come in? We'd love to hear from you. Okay, so just um, to continue, I wanted to ask you, Hilton, if there is um, something you'd like to say about forgiveness and yes. the part that forgiveness plays in the process of being found by the man God wants for you. Okay. Now, all of us, you would have heard the term baggage, don't you? Yes. You know, all, all, all of us have what is known as baggages. In our past, people have done us things maybe intentionally or unintentionally, that hurt us beyond degree. Probably in our youth or while we were growing up, we might have been abused physically, sexually, or otherwise, or that have actually created some, you know, feelings of horror um, or revenge um, for these people. It might be in your romantic love life, there might be someone who you gave your heart to, who broke your heart, who um, in some way, shape, or form created, you know, you trusted them. They led you to believe yeah. that the, the relationship would go um, in a direction, they would commit to you, and they didn't. They ran off with someone else, or they did something that um, totally made the relationship break up, um, I've, I've known of a case, even within the church, that this young lady, she kept herself. She was a godly woman. And, you know, she stuck by her morals and her principles. She was still a virgin in her 30s, and she knew that God would provide for her. And, um, you know, eventually she met this young man. This young man came into church, got converted, and ultimately influence her to be his girlfriend with the caveat, well, maybe not caveat, with the the hope, you know, he gave her the impression that, you know, eventually they probably would settle down. And through a series of mishaps, you know, she, she 
went into what uh, your your uh, your former speaker two weeks ago or so would call an unconscious marriage relationship. Still in the relationship so much, you know, that they did things that they shouldn't do. And then he abandoned her. He abandoned her oh. after, you know, messing about with her. Now she was, you, you could imagine the hurt, the you know, the pain, the anguish, and probably even the the anger she would feel towards him for deceiving her. Yeah. Now, the point I'm making here, you know, all of that, all of those hurts, and maybe you even you feel justified in um, carrying that hurt along. I know the girl; she's a beautiful, wonderful young lady, a Christian young lady. You can't believe that such a thing happened in her life when she was younger. She was molested by by someone, and to this day, she could hardly get over it. She, she still, um, she said to me that she had a picture, she has a picture of her when wearing the clothes that she had on when it happened. And she still look at that picture and the, the feelings flood back. But you know the point I want to make here? We need to forgive. Because forgiveness is the, is the medication that would set you free and also make the space available for someone to find you. Because right now, with all of that bottled up inside you, you will not be found. Because when men, even though you're a Christian, you might be a very good Christian, you might be a staunch Christian, you follow the principles of the Bible, when people become, when people get near you, they can sense, they can feel, they can, um, through whatever process, that you have something that is not, that doesn't augment well. The, it, it might be the sense that you haven't forgiven. They may sense that there is anger. They may feel that there is something there. A lot of times, you, you know, they may not be able to put their fingers on it. They may not be able to articulate it, but that thing, whatever it is, is keeping people away from you. Mm. When you truly forgive, when you truly let go, when you truly ask God to give you the power to overcome these feelings of vengeance or revenge or anger or shame, you will rapidly open yourself up to the possibilities of relationship that you can't begin to imagine. Now, it's very difficult for me to explain almost what is maybe known as these metaphysical concepts or these spiritual concepts. Let's not use metaphysical. That sounds very secular. These spiritual concepts that when you forgive, when you let go, when you let God, when you love in spite and despite what transpired, you will become a person that would attract people into your life and they will sense the sweet,
calm spirit. But more than that, more than that, they will also sense that even if they kind of mess up with you, your spirit of forgiveness will um, allow them to continue the relationship in a loving way. Because when you don't forgive that which is in your past, you will not have the mm-hmm. capacity to forgive in your current, present life or relationship, which will, will irreparably damage both you and the person. Mm. So I, I hope I, un- I have answered the question, how forgiveness impacts on whether or not you'll be found. Because men, i give you an experience. <clears throat> When I was younger, much younger, and I was looking for a spouse, I became associated with a young lady. It was in college, and something happened between us. You know, it's just a little lover's kiss, they would call it. But she mm-hmm. was so hardened by that. It was, I couldn't get through so that we could just let go of the stuff. She eat it. And I knew in my mind she was too hard for me. You know, I could never have a relationship with such a person because she will never let go of anything that transpires. And things would happen in a relationship. We would hurt each other. We would say things that we shouldn't say. Then, you know, stuff will come up. Mm. And if you don't have mm. the capacity to get over it, to, to release it, to talk and forgive, then no. And I could truly say that I didn't go any further with that relationship. I just moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I moved on um, because she wasn't ready to be found. She didn't have the capacity and the ability to forgive easily. And I am saying that a lot of women are hidden and buried in the grave of unforgiveness and they are not able to be found. Forgiveness is the process that will open the door for people to find us or to find you. Now, Mm. I would also like to say that things happen to everybody. Things happen to everybody. But the thing that has happened to you is part of the process of what God is using to make you into the best possible spouse, the best possible wife. So even though it may look tragic, even though it's something that shouldn't have happened, even though it's something that absolutely at the point destroyed you or tore your heart to pieces, God is able to use that, as it, as it said in Romans 8.28, I think, all things work together for good to them that love and fear the Lord. That's my point on that. Okay. So I guess my question would be, um, we've probably got about 16 minutes left. Just to remind you guys, if you want to call in now, come on, uh, a question, a comment, uh, yeah, we're open to hear from you if you want to join us in the conversation Okay, um, so I've got Hilton with me. We've been on since the top of the show. We've been talking about how to be found by the man God wants for you. And Hilton's been, you Um, know, 
just giving a, us his. Just to say, I'm going to be right back, okay? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to um, I'm going to be right back. Oh, all right. Okay, Hilton. Um, so hold on. I've got someone to come in. Let 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 me bring Vicky in. Okay. Hey, darling. Hi, hi. Yeah, just as we lost Hilton. <laughs> okay. No. I think I've no. lost Hilton. Something happened. No. Um, do you know what? I'm absolutely loving the show because even though it's coming from a biblical perspective, it's kind of where I've been in that balance between the two, secular and biblical. And it's been really lovely to hear him sort of sharing about you can't, oh, Vicky can't stay in her damn last house cooking food and being in the garden because no one's going to find me up in here. <laughs> so, <you know. laughs> so it's been really, it's been really, really wonderful. And I will actually, because um, I've been, I've been on plenty of fish and I've got a, a good couple of matches already. I've got, you know, I've been talking to a couple of dudes on plenty of fish. So I was busy. Um, but, mm-hmm. um yeah. Hey, 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 I've got to beat you. I'm now, <laughs> you know what? I'm now number two in the fantasy dating league. I'm now number two. It's because you won't put your points in. You've got to put your oh, points in. Oh, I know, in. I know, I know. I'm going to put my points in, but you know I'm ahead of you, so I don't even know why you're putting to say. I'm, no, oh, no, no, I, no, 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 you think you're ahead of me. Trust me, I've just gone online, so I'll be ahead of you. So just put your points in. I'll beat your ass. Okay, oh, and I don't need to do nothing. No, no, no. But, um, I think, I think I, Hilton's, Hilton's back on. Hilton, are I you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. No, hold on. Yeah, Hilton, so we've got Vicky on. I just, Vicky was just, um, you you haven't been around, so you've not heard of Hilton, that we've been doing a little fantasy league dating, which is a bit <laughs> like football. <laughs> fantasy dating is a bit like the football league. You know when you do the football what is it, competition, um, we've been doing one on dating. So uh, Vicky was just sharing that, you know, she's now getting lots of points. She's been on dates, which you haven't known. She's been on She's been on I dates. Been date, and, but I just can get guys to talk to me online because they're just like my pictures. Yeah. That's what it is. But That's you, all but you, need, is. you need. But you need the physical dating. That's why no, you're I behind, can, really, I technically. Points. I can get points the other mm. way. I don't need to see them. I don't need to go there. <laughs> Okay, but you have had a date, right? Well, I had three dates, and now he's relegated to the friend zone, and um, that's perfectly <laughs> fine. I, I actually like him better in the friend zone because he couldn't do anything in the other zone, so that's perfectly fine. He's emotionally unavailable and stunted and blocked and every box possible, basically. A divorced man that got cheated on, yeah, hey, he's not done no healing. There's no need a woman for him to be around. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so just so Hilton can understand the complexities of dating, that's why yeah. I wanted you to tell him a little bit about your dating, that, you know, you can find this guy. And he was introduced as a friend. Um, he was interviewed because you, you met him at my mum's anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. And I did tell people before. So he, you know, he's not like someone we never knew. We've no. known him, and it didn't work, Hilton. It didn't work. It's not so good. just to say. But, but, but you know what? Now, Ebony and Hilton, in all fairness, in the moment that we had a little dialogue, and it just so happened 
So we were talking about this fantasy dating league that we were both on. And he uh-huh. said, I'm also on Plenty of Fish. And I said, I'm looking at this dude thinking, hey, if I'd have seen you on Plenty of Fish in my search, I would have said, I would have checked yes, right? Because he's an uh-huh. attractive guy. And I was like, okay, I would have said yes. And he said, oh, my profile's hidden. So I was like, okay. So we started a little, a little bit of a chat. And it was a bit of Ebony. It was a bit of her brother. And I actually said everything that actually has transpired, and that is when I have now realised this week, you know everything you know at the beginning. Your soul knows everything it needs to know. What you do is you put yourself in harm trying to, trying to defend what you already know because you need proof. I said to him when I met him and we talked, I said, you know what, you'd be a really good dummy date. What does that say to you? I didn't think you'd be a legitimate person. I wanted to practice on this person, right? Cause I, no, cause I haven't dated, no, but I haven't dated for oh, five years was the last time I went on a date. So I was like, okay, you'd be a good dummy date. He was acceptable for that. He then, then there was this, this kind of funny feminine energy thing about getting the number. What did I do? I gave out my card to him, number two, right? And everything since then was always in that energy, right? And he he knows what he wants. We, we went on the first date. I said, in the date, I think this is a friend zone situation. You said that? In my, I said that on the date, in the wow. and Towards the end of the date, I said, you know what? You're really cool, but I think this is friend zone. But this was as we were leaving the day. Because, you know, you, I, we've been together about two hours. I said, this is his friend zone. And then when I got out, because I'm so, I was so nervous, I got out of the place. And then we're walking along. I grabbed his arm and I felt more comfortable. And, and then he was like, whoa, she's changed. And so he wanted to see who I was going to be, right? Because he's expecting me to be the same. And I'm not that kind of person. I'm a... Ebony knows me so well. I evolve. I'm not a person that, that comes out. I need to see what you're about first, and then you'll see me, right? Mm-hmm. So he's expect- And he's a good-looking guy, so he's expecting every woman to lust after him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, I'm not sure, because you're saying things all over the place. But everything he said on date number one was exactly what I found out by date number three, and it was even worse. <laughs> would you, I, I would like to make a point here um, in terms mm-hmm. of we, we have moved on from being found um, is that, you know, I, I tell people, Ebony, that you need to pray for the spirit of discernment. Oh, thank okay? goodness gracious. I do that every day. Yes, and you, you apparently have that, 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 that discerning spirit. No, there are two things that need to No, not discerning, to... not discerning, Hilton. Mm. Screaming, screaming uh-huh. bells and whistles. Because <laughs> because it was Ebony's cousin, that's mm. what I... You know, like you can go into that zone where it's somebody, somebody that you know, cousin, mm. but you still then have to go into what are they truly saying? Uh-huh. And you've got to do... And you've got to fit it in the... For me, I've got to fit it in the raw. It's, 
I've got, it's got to bring up loads of stuff. At any time I feel anxiety, when I met Ebony three years ago, I always say this to her, when I met her, we you know, sat there together. We'd never met each other before. I heard her on the show, knew that she lived local to me. We decided to meet up. I said to her, if you were a guy, you'd be, you'd be my husband. That's the sensation I've got from Ebony. And we've been exactly the same ever since. We've never had to have an argument. We've just seemed to have gelled. There's been this thing that just went on between us. And that is what I use as my, that is what I use as my um, blueprint with men now. Okay. Right? Because it's just, there wasn't any issues. We just, we started talking and things flowed and everything just seemed to work. And we haven't had to have any big, oh, you need to do this and you need to do that. And I could feel it. And that's what I'm, I would love women to learn, that we have to remember we have these instincts and they are loud. When you, don't, when you feel discontentment in your spirit, it's call to action to listen, to be quiet, and to let them talk and show you where they're going to mess up so you can get rid of them as soon as possible. <laughs> uh, I'm just oh, no, saying, Hilton, we're gonna need Hill, we're gonna need another show. We're gonna need another show. I don't think you're gonna be able to answer that tonight. We have something like about six minutes and forty three seconds, guys. But you know what I'm saying though, you know that you know that when you or the woman if she gets to that point and most women just don't trust themselves. That's true. What, what, what you're saying is very true. You know, um, I think that that is on a slightly different dimension to what we were talking about. We want there are women who are not discovered, who are not getting the dates that you are getting. Um, so they are one step behind you. Once you begin dating, now all the things that you're talking about. Um, it is really important. You need to listen to your gut feeling. You need to listen to your instinct. Women are very instinctive. You also need to listen to the spirit's guidance on the whole matter. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what, what I'm saying is that, that this conversation is for people who are dating, you know, who are getting the dates. Um, we were talking about people who are not getting the dates. You yeah, need I, to be discovered. Yeah. But, and we are talking about how to be discovered by the man Hilton, God has that's for the you. first yes. date of that Hilton. That was the first date I'd had in five years. So I wasn't found for five years. And it was only because <laughs> I sat next to Ebony that I got the date. Do you know what I mean? I would not have found him, basically, otherwise. And it might be another five years before I get another one. So I'm, no, I don't I'm very think... much that person. I don't no, get No, I don't dates. think that... I don't think you should wait every five years to get a date. I think they, they, <laughs> well, it they, actually has worked out that way. 2003, no, no, no. 2005, and then 2010. They were my last date. That's how my I work. Okay, right. well, so we're going to break I, that duck. We're going to yeah. break we're that gonna duck. We're going to break that up now. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say you're going to break that duck, but what I was going to say is that, Hilton, going back to the topic of being found, I think something that I have found um, is... In being found, I would say it's important, is that um, you prepare yourself for being found, you yeah. know? And I, yeah. I, and I, so I, I really appreciate the work we have done in the past month when we had Suzanne and Amy on because I think that preparation is 
good and even going online and looking at people and talking and all the rest of it opens your spirit up and prepares it for for a possibility and um you know when you're talking to a lot of people out there that they're not going to be the one but it just opens your spirit up so that you can start to be in a position to 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 actually um, meet that person if they arrive and i think yes. if you've not been doing anything exactly. for 5 years or more or whatever like you know you're not you're not you're not ready you're not prepared no. psychologically or even spiritually um to receive and um and so i think it's a great thing to practice dating if you can yeah um it's made a massive it's made a massive difference to me i yeah. definitely can feel like you said to me the other day it's made a massive difference because i've i've definitely noticed like guys like saying to me things, you know, a guy says, oh, hi, how, you look cute. I'm like, what the heck? And I think it's just because I'm radiating a different way because I'm like, I'm just being more playful and having more fun. And so I'm going to continue on with it. And I think it's it's difficult. It is a difficult transition. But all the books that I've read this year for the show this year have also done all of that, hasn't it, Ebony? All the different books I've shared with the show this year have also um, shared been part of that preparation. Yeah, it's been part, I've been preparing. Yeah. I think I've done about 10 books I've read, I think. I think I've read 10 books and then shared a dialogue with the listeners about the key points of the books that they may be useful for them to read. But it also has impacted on me. So it's been a really wonderful thing. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I know. And I, 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 go on. Yeah, I, I wanted to give you um, one final point about being found yeah. and preparation. I think um, that one of the things of preparing yourself to be found is to love. Now, that is a funny yeah. thing to say because you're looking for oh, love. No. But love I yourself. Yes. I'm talking about loving yourself and loving yeah. other people and loving men. And Ooh. I'm not talking about loving them as a potential husband or, wa- or, or father or something, a father <laughs> to your children. I'm talking about loving them as a human being. There are yeah. lots of people, including Christians, who have been hurt by men, whether it's their father, their uncle, their cousin, or some man in their past life, their ex. And they have a thing about men. They have their fear. They fear the next man who, you know, and obviously once bitten twice shy. Um, or they have the concept that all men are the same. You know, there are some women in churches in the very church, there are men who take advantage of them or who approach them in, in, in ways that they shouldn't really. And, you know, they just have their guards up about men. But I'm saying here that in order for you to, to be found, you need to love. And I mean genuinely love. You need to be curious about them, you know, as, as a different gender. You need to embrace them as fellow human beings. And you need to open up to them um, and, and, and be comfortable with yourself among men. I, I suggest that you interact and interface with men, you know, get to know who they are, not necessarily as in a dating situation, but just as friends, as brothers in the church. Um, you know, just go yeah. on a journey of discovering men. And you would find 
that the more that. you open up in this way, the more you would attract into your life. And yeah. before you even realize it, you would have people calling on your heart's door that you, you never knew probably had that interest in you. Okay. I'm going to stop you guys. Mm. Yeah, that is true, but I'm going to stop you guys because we've gone into overtime. Yes, and okay, we promise fine. not to go into overtime. But yep. I just want to thank I I want to thank you, um, Hilton, so much for joining me in the conversation. Thank you, Vicky, for calling in. And okay. I think it's been a great conversation. Going to put it out Wonderful. there for people to listen Wonderful to. Wonderful conversation. Yeah, really, really good. Really good. It, so it, much it, to it learn. Cross, it crosses. It crosses both. It really for me. It crosses both. I'm dabbling between the both. And it does cross both. Yeah. The same things that you can apply secular if you really want a committed, decent relationship as you can if you're doing a Christian relationship. And it really does. It's about you being the best person you can be and then you'll attract the best person. But you've got to look at, look at yourself. You've got to stop and look at yourself. That's what you have to do. First of all. Well done. Okay, well, thank you, guys. Um, we're out of here. Um, thank you to everybody who called in tonight, everybody listening in, um, everybody out there um, in the virtual world. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. I hope you enjoyed it and you found it useful. Um, go back and listen to the archives. And Hilton, thank you so much again. Um, and we'll, we'll try and maybe do a part two. I don't know if possible. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> All bye right. Hilton, and do you want to... Hilton, did you want to put in your website out there or anything for people to go check you out? Yes, I mean, believe it or not, I'm going to have a series on uh, Christian dating. And okay. the website that I'm developing for this is God Wants You Married. <laughs> God oh. Wants oh, You wow. Married. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be part of the series, please, um, you know, contact Ebony and get in touch with me, and we will make you a part of the webinar series. Okay, so should people go to your website or do you want them to contact my website? What do you want? How do you want to play? Both, both. Because people Any can contact you. Yeah. All right, so tell people your website. What is it? Okay, my website, my direct website is hiltonsamuel.com. If you want to get in touch with me, it's info at hiltonsamuel.com. The new website Lovely. for the series is um, godwantyoumarried.com. Okay, brilliant. So we're out of here, and I'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, um, we'll really? be back. I know I've been a, I've really been on and off this end of year, but hey, um, sometimes new things come up. What can I say? Um, but we will try and be back next Thursday. Look out for us anyway. Um, we'll let you know whatever we're doing. Um, but have a good end of week. Enjoy your weekend. And take care, everyone. Good night. night. Everyone. Good night. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Good. Well, it's interesting. I was trying to say good night and actually play something, and, <laughs> and uh, my studio just wouldn't play anything. So it's um, quite quite interesting. Um, I'm seeing if I can. Oh, maybe I can. Hold on, let's have a look if it will play something. There we go.
Done. 